Welcome to our Wednesday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 3, verses 20 to 30. Previously we have seen how Jesus has demonstrated he is God. He has healed the sick, cast out demons and forgiven sins. But there were some in Mark's Gospel, even in the face of the evidence, who would not accept he was God. And in these verses, the alternatives are raised. In these verses, Mark is showing us a point in time in Jesus's ministry and two scenes. In one, we see what Jesus's family are thinking and saying about Jesus. And in the other, taking place at the same time, we see what the religious leaders are thinking and saying. And we are shown those who think Jesus is mad and those who think Jesus is bad. Let's begin with the religious leaders. They are not disputing that Jesus has power. For them, the issue is the source of his power. So in verse 22, the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, he is possessed by Beelzebul and by the prince of demons, he casts out the demons. Beelzebul is a name given by the religious leaders to Satan. And so they claim that Jesus is possessed by Satan and is casting out the demons by the power of Satan. So, of course, he must be bad. As Jesus makes clear in verses 23 to 26, such an argument is illogical. For if Satan is driving out Satan, then Satan is destroying his own realm. So as Jesus said in these verses, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, the house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. Then in verse 27, using a parable, he presents the true explanation. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. In other words, in life, a burglar does not get help from the homeowner when he breaks in. In fact, the homeowner gets tied up. Only then can the burglar set about stealing and depriving. And when Jesus is casting out demons from the lives of those Satan regards as his own, he has tied up Satan and he is plundering that which Satan regards as his own goods. Let's quickly look at the other scene where the family are not thinking and saying Jesus is bad, but mad. In verses 20 to 21. Then he, Jesus, went home, and the crowds gathered again, so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. So Jesus is either God, bad, or mad. This is C.S. Lewis's famous trilemma argument in favour of the divinity of Christ. Jesus was either mad bad or God. But let's flick back to the scene of the religious leaders. 
Jesus now with a very serious tone says in verses 28 and 29, truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. This statement has caused some Christians concern. Have they committed the sin that can't be forgiven? But look at what this sin is. Mark points it out to us in verse 30. For they were saying he has an unclean spirit. The unforgivable blasphemy here is the act of deliberately associating the work and power of Jesus, who is full of the Holy Spirit, to the work of Satan. It has been described as a stubborn resistance to Jesus, a hardening of the heart towards him, which eventually expresses itself in a hatred towards Jesus. This blasphemy is always accompanied by a complete indifference to sin. So if you are concerned that you have committed blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, then you haven't. But having maybe eased a fear, it is important not to be indifferent to sin. And that can only happen by keeping close to Jesus. Join me on Friday.